thanks for tuning in. I'm Dave Barfield, and this is the Christ Community Podcast. We are so glad you joined us today. We have a special episode for you with some very special guests. Joining me in the studio today are two people that are passionate about missions. Buki Okinbala served as the chair of the missions committee here at Christ Community Church for many years, and he plays an integral role in reaching West Africa for Christ. And also joining us is Jessica Livermore. Jessica is the director of the kids' ministry here at the church, and she lived and served in East Asia for a number of years. I'm looking forward to our conversation, and I'm sure you'll enjoy it. So let's get started. Yes, yes, yes. Now, who doesn't love to hear the word yes? Oh, here it is again. Yes, that's right. Listeners, you're listening to the Christ Community Podcast, and I tell you, Fellow podcast enthusiasts, we are in for some fun today. We have not one, but two guests on the show. And let me tell you, it took so much work for this tech setup that I almost quit uh, quit technology altogether and went to live among the Anabaptists. But never fear, a few extra wires won't hold us back. And we are up and running, and we have some friends of mine, Buki Okimbala, Jessica Livermore. Guys, thank you so much for joining us on the show. Hey, Dave. Hello. Good Thanks, to be here. Dave. It's good to be here. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, it's great to have you. It's a privilege to have you on the show. We just um, concluded our 2021 Missions Conference, as of course you guys know, because you were involved in putting it together. And it was definitely a blessing. It looked a little different this year because we had some digital sessions along with our in-person services. Um, Buki, you were the chair of the missions committee for quite a while, and you've been integral in hosting conferences and getting missionaries here. And when I started thinking about having you on the show, I started thinking, I'd love to hear what you've seen God do through missions here at uh, at Christ Community Church, mission conferences or having missionaries come in here. What, what have you seen God do through our conferences here at the church? Yeah, thanks, Dave. It's um, God has done amazing things mm-hmm. through mission at Christ Community Church. We talk about mission conferences. That's just one part of mission at Christ Community Church. The conferences have become a time and an opportunity for us to showcase what the Lord is doing around the world. Mm-hmm. Really, it is a story of God. It's a story, you know, full story of the gospel, pressing mm-hmm. in the gospel into each and every one of us at Christ Community Church here yeah, and opening our eyes to see what the Lord is doing around the world. Mm-hmm. What's even more significant is, as I think about our purpose as a church here, we talk about the three E's. Mm-hmm. Exalt God's glory, equip God's people, and extend God's kingdom. Mm-hmm. Mission has given us an opportunity to do all of that. Some, uh, and more, All of those things, rather. More importantly, uh, it's really worked in the hearts of our people to develop a global vision for mission based on the truth of Matthew 28, 18 to 20 and Acts 1, 8. Hmm. Yeah, that's awesome. And I love that mission statement where we exalt, equip, extend and extending God's kingdom. And give me some highlights from past missions conferences. Like what, what comes to mind when you think missions conference at Christ Community Church? And they've all been great, at least the ones that um, I've had the privilege of, of, uh, of uh, attending. Um, but what stands out as highlights uh, to you from your time on the committee? 
It's hard to it's hard to tell. We've done so many <laughs> of them, true. to be honest with you. And one of the things that the Lord has really richly done with the uh, missions team is that uh, He's giving us, um, you know, an ability to develop a a, a sort of um, a template mm. that's thematic and also geographic. So yeah. we have like five themes and five geographies that we kind of follow, and uh, we just take it every year. For instance, last year we had. Uh, you know, we were focusing on West Africa, mm-hmm. just seeing what the Lord is doing in there. We had uh, missionaries from West Africa, right. national pastors mm-hmm. who came. One of the things that I really enjoyed about that is also just allowing our kids to see what the Lord yeah. is what the Lord is doing yeah. all over the world. <laughs> I remember uh, at our missions conference last year, Mamadou, he's about seven, That's right. seven yeah. foot seven tall foot guy. Tall. My kids were just <laughs> yeah. astounded at yeah. this because I'm not who, very tall. Who, who, he was the one who prayed for our kids and yeah. sent them yeah. to our kids' worship. I think that yeah. that's really meaningful, yeah. Yeah, that was that was awesome to see. And I think he um, – did he speak in French when he preached? Or did yeah, he, he spoke in then, French and was translated Jim, by uh, Frank Sindler. Yeah. Right. Oh, Frank Sindler. That's right. right. That's right. Yeah, that was fun uh, to watch and be a part of. And um, But he also pl- played um, – he played dumb sometimes because his English was way better than, than we gave him credit for, and he knew what we were saying. Yeah, he certainly <laughs> it, can speak English. And that's one, yeah. of, that's one of the nice things of having these uh, conferences because this mm-hmm. is how these people live out. In the different fields where they are, where you have right. the locals speaking their local language or maybe French or mm-hmm. Portuguese, and you have the uh, Western missionaries do the translations for their Western audience. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I, I've lived that all my life. <laughs> <laughs> so you mentioned the, the themes of the conference, and um, it's kind of been well, – the, 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 the recurring theme is making the invisible Christ visible. And last year it was in Africa, and and then this year it's it was in Europe, right? And so our missionaries were all focused on Europe, and I don't know what yet next year is going to going to go to. I hope it's Asia because that's you know my heart lies in Asia, uh, so we'll see. I don't I don't know, but um, yeah. So it's neat to see how God's making uh, the invisible Christ visible through the work of Christ Community Church in the different regions mm-hmm. around the world. Um, so, uh, Jessica, to you, speaking about what God has done. Um, I, I want to ask you how did how did you get interested in missions? I mean, to some extent, you you went into missions as a product of our church because you grew up here yeah. to some extent. You moved here, I think, when you were a teenager. Yeah, or something. in uh, middle school. In middle school, okay. So, um, and then you ended up on the mission field. So, yeah, tell us a little about that. Yeah, it's kind of funny. A product of the church, and the church was integral in sending me too, which yeah. is cool. Awesome. Um, but I grew up around missions my whole life. Um, Probably people who know my parents know they're missionaries. They're mm-hmm. on staff um, with a missions organization and have been since before any of me or my siblings were born. Um, and so that's been um, just something we've been around, seeing people who their life is about making Jesus known, mm-hmm. um, both locally, because my parents are more local, um, but around the world as we would rub shoulders with people from different places. And so I've always seen missions, um, seeing that it's important. Um, but I would say it really started becoming something that God was doing in my own heart. Um, as I started making my faith, my own. So in middle school, um, part of a product of moving here and long story, my faith became my own when I was in middle school, early high school. Mm -hmm. Um, and I was in the Carmel school system and 
got involved in the youth group at Christ Community and a missions organization, um, a campus ministry at Carmel's campus. Um, And as people were pouring into me and and I was understanding the gospel and how Jesus changes my own life and what it means to trust in him, um, my eyes were really open to the reality that there are people all around who who don't know Jesus and are not experiencing um, the amazing like grace that he offers, the life change that he offers, the hope that he offers. Um, and so the more that Jesus was changing my heart and the more that I saw how, how much people needed that, my heart grew. Like, I want other people to know this amazing gift that, that God has given me because it's for them too. And so, um, I started getting involved locally as I was in high school. And then when I went to college, um, just with the people on my campus and, and meeting people and, and wanting to share Jesus with them and whatever that looked like relationally or sitting down and talking through the gospel. Um, but it was through my time in college as I became more exposed to the global church, um, being involved in a campus ministry, we partner with places like other countries, people in other places and, um, want to be about sharing the gospel with them in the same Christ community. I started getting more involved in our missions conferences and hearing more, um, from people who are around the world. And, and God really started growing in me a heart for every tribe, tongue, and nation, as he promises in revelation that that is what heaven will be and, and the hope that we have. And, and I was like, I want to mm-hmm. see every tribe, tongue, and nation come to know Jesus. And, um, so I was in college that that desire started growing in my heart, the the desire to see others um, all around the world know Jesus. My eyes started becoming opened to um, unreached people groups and the reality of places in the world where the gospel isn't going. And um, the actual story of how I ended up in East Asia is long and really cool. But, but God just started drawing my heart out and asking me, do I trust him enough mm-hmm. to go and say yes to being on mission? And it was scary, but I said yes. Um, and it, it, my heart just grew more and more as I was there seeing the amazing work that God does around the world. Yeah, for sure. That's awesome. So I have to ask because maybe your uh, listeners are thinking the same thing and they might have, they might be parents and they're thinking about their kids, but did, did your parents like twist your arm into missions at all? Like, did they just kind of like, uh, you know, well, here's a really great option for your life. It's missions. And uh, you, I guess you could do something else, but missions, you know, did they like twist your arm or was it, or, or did they even like maybe hold you back? Maybe they're mm-hmm. like, wow, we, we've learned how hard missions is. <laughs> we don't want you to do this. Like, Yeah. I think I really admire my parents and how, for a lot of ways, they have modeled the gospel to me my whole mm-hmm. life. Um, but in this aspect in particular is they, as I started wrestling with this and they were really open of like, Hey, we love this and we want you all to be a part of this as we were growing up. Um, mm. but our arms were never twisted into anything, but the opportunity was always there to join with them. Um, and most of my, well, we all chose in high school and college to be a part of those things. And then as I was starting to wrestle with the Lord of like being called to East Asia, um, we had a really sweet conversation where my parents basically sat down and were like, we know that like you belong to the Lord, like mm-hmm. you are our child, but you belong to the Lord. And so we want you to follow God where he leads and we trust him to lead you. And we trust him um, to be with you no matter where that takes you. And so I think they modeled really well what it looks like to surrender your kids to the Lord, which mm-hmm. I imagine is very hard, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I know your parents and I, I figured that would be the answer. So <laughs> that's cool. <laughs> Uh, Buki, let me let me kind of ask the same thing of you. How did God move in your heart to be involved in missions? I mean, you um, you've been on the missions committee for a long time. You you, you moved to Indiana later in life, um, but how did 
God get you involved in missions either here at the church or just missions in general? Dave, that's a long story. Actually, <laughs> it's uh, it, it's part of my faith journey. Yeah. You know, um, I hear people say I grew up um, around missionaries or something. In my case, I actually grew up with missionaries around me. Mm. You know, my mm. uh, grandparents uh, had a lot to do with these. Both of my, my grandfather, my grandmother, and my maternal side were uh, leaders in the church. Mm-hmm. They were not... Uh, uh, ministers, but they were lay leaders, and uh, when missionaries came into town, when I when I was a little kid, they would seek them out. You know, they're yeah. like the uh, I forgot what the missionaries call them. I, I think like the peacemen. You know, okay. in the community, and they would seek them out, and they were part of a lot of church plan. You mm. know, uh, in in the hometown where I grew up at the time, they were Baptists. So mm-hmm. I interacted with a lot of Baptist missionary kids. You know, mm-hmm. I remember driving, you know, after service on Sunday in the big impalers. There, we call them palace on palace on the road because those station wagons were huge. You know, after service they'll collect all the kids, they just throw us in the back of the wagon, and we are going from place to place. And so that was my my childhood experience, mm-hmm. you know, and and so I apparently I, that's I, the same as growing up in Pennsylvania as a Baptist. Because <laughs> that's what we did. We had the station wagon. Yeah, it's actual. Okay. I mean, it, it's kind of interesting. Yeah, but I love um, it. as the Lord would have it, you know, my journey took me to to uh, to the U.S. and uh, traveled around and uh, uh, be part of a church, and I, I had an opportunity to serve. It was natural for me, mm-hmm. you know, to. Uh, to gravitate towards mission. So when I had an opportunity to serve on the mission, I just clicked right away. Yeah. And uh, all of the, you know, uh, experiences as I was growing up was coming back to me, and that was very useful to me. So yeah. uh, it, it was just part of that that really, uh, uh, you know, uh, put the the bug in me, you sure. know, to be in missions. I love it. I mean, it's just taking the next right step in missions, whatever that is. And God just mm-hmm. kept offering an opportunity. And uh, enabling you to take it, which is which is cool. And now, to some extent, you're here on the in the studio with the product of that. Jessica went to <laughs> Asia as a result uh, of the missions endeavors here at the church. So that's it's kind of cool to to see this happening. Uh, Jessica, back to you. You and I talk about East Asia a lot because uh, I lived there as well, a different part of the, of the of the region than you did. But um, uh, you're sharing a story about one of your friends. Can can you tell our listeners about Lily? Oh, I would love to. All right. Um, I love this story because, first of all, this is a very dear friend to me, but also um, it's just such a cool example of how God is at work around the world. And so um, I was in campus ministry when I was overseas, and so I was on a college campus and meeting students and building relationships, and so I met Lily. Um she was a freshman, was an English major, and so I was really excited to meet someone whose native language is English and get to talk. And um, so we spent a lot of time together building relationships. And I actually remember the first time that I met with her being like, well, I don't really know what's going to happen with this. She's really sweet, but it feels a little bit hard to like start talking and have a, a friendship. And that quickly changed. Um, and so we would talk about life and really deep things. And then um, over time, started changing and switching gears into spiritual conversation kind of naturally happening. And so, um, after a little bit, I invited her to my apartment, um, and I'd 
like explained that Jesus had made a difference in my life. And so a lot of my answers were coming as a result of Jesus. And I had asked, would she be interested in actually hearing about Jesus um, and what it means to believe in him? And she had never heard that before. And so we sat down and I was able to, to share the gospel with her um, pretty explicitly. It was a really cool conversation. It's like things were clicking for her. She's like, oh, sin is a big deal. Like understanding sin, being like, wow, Jesus is really cool that he would come and, and die for people. What's up with that? Um, it was just a really fun conversation. And then at the end of it, we were talking and I was like, what do you think about this? And um, she's like, well this is really interesting, uh, but I don't know that I believe that Jesus is the only way. And I was mm. like, oh, well, that's sad. Um, <laughs> but I had asked her, well, would you want to keep talking? And obviously we would, I still wanted to be friends with her, but we could keep exploring like the Bible a little bit or talking about these things. And she's like, yeah, that would be cool. Um, and then life in, in this part of the world, people's schedules get really full, really busy. Um, and so I didn't see her for two weeks after that. And so, um, I was like, well, I was praying for her, praying that the Lord would be at work. And, um, so the next time I saw her, we sat down in the cafe that we would always go to. She just looks at me and she goes, Jessica, I think I'm very different from the last time that you Mm. saw me because now I know that God exists and I want to know him. And I was like, what? (laughs) Um, Yeah. And I, I just love how like that was the Holy spirit. Like, Mm -hmm. I, yes, was faithful to share, which is the role that God had given me, but he's the one who did that work in her heart. I had nothing to do with the change. Um, And it was, so we talked through like what that means and she accepted Christ that day. Um, She didn't want to do it with me. So she like went home and did it in her dorm room and then texted (laughs) me about it. Um, But from then on, we, we continued to meet and work through the Bible and some, so what does it mean to be a Christian? And um, God just gave her this desire for other people to know him, like for her to know him and for others. And so she started sharing with her classmates. Um, and I had the privilege of spending the second year that I was there also with her. Um, and so she had started sharing at the end of my first school year. And by the second year kind of had come back and she had a classmate who had come to know Jesus through her and she was leading in the the local church that she had gotten involved in. And they were creating this like college community and helping other students start to learn how to share Jesus and were just having this vision for their campus to be reached for Jesus. Um, it was amazing to That's watch awesome. like God totally wow. transformed her and, and is still using her. We, we are still a little bit in contact. Mm-hmm. And um, the last time that I got to talk to her was hearing like, more and more classmates that she's sharing with and that God Incredible. is bringing into faith um, and and using around mm-hmm. that city and, and hopefully in the country and, and the region and the world. Mm-hmm. So it's amazing to see it's God who does the work and, and he has so much work that he's doing right now. Yeah. Wow. That's awesome. I, that's such boldness. It's just incredible. Uh, I love it. Um, yeah. It's very encouraging. Thanks for sharing that. Buki, uh, <laughs> Let me let me ask a similar question. Um, what have you seen God do in missions, whether it be um, in West Africa, where you're integrally involved with the West African mission, um, or, or just something in general? Like, do you have any any stories, names of people that have, lives have been changed by God in missions? Yeah, uh, thanks, Dave. I think there are two stories that come to mind, mm-hmm. and I won't mention the names uh, by. The way I describe, you might even know the people. Okay. <laughs> One is actually what happened, you know, in in, in West Africa, which mm-hmm. actually started here from the U.S. And then the other one has to do with the story of God at Christ Community Church. Okay. So let me tell the first All one. Right. It has to do with a Jewish young man mm. who uh, got, mar- got married 
to a Christian lady, and he became a Christian after that. Mm-hmm. And he was influenced by his wife, mm-hmm. you know, to go into Love mission. Yeah. So how do you, how do you, I mean, how, how do you figure that? Mm-hmm. A Jewish person became a Christian, <laughs> and then he became a missionary. Yeah. And then he went to West Africa. Wow. And Senegal, for that matter, mm-hmm. where it's French-speaking, not English-speaking. Mm-hmm. And he worked in the mission there for 21 years. And wow. their first product was actually a, 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 an Islamic imam. Wow. An educated young man wow. that was educated in the Islamic studies, mm-hmm. had, uh, you know, postgraduate studies in Islam. To become an imam, meaning the head of a mosque, mm-hmm. was the first convert. Wow. That they had. Right to the top. And that I fellow today is the one that's leading the church in Senegal. Oh, amen. And actually having impact all over West Africa. So cool. I mean, what, what, what a God story. <laughs> yeah. You, know. you can't write it, that stuff. Yeah. The, the other story that I think about when I think about the impact of uh, Mission and Devos was the story that Tim Kirk told very early mm-hmm. when I came to Christ Community Church. And one of the things that really got me really interested in missions here. Tim Cook told about the um, church plant, Christ Community Church being a new church at the time. I mm-hmm. think they were meeting at Clay uh, Junior High School at the time, and uh, it was time for them. They were growing, and it was time to look for a space, a worship space, and they were looking around, and they found this property at this location mm-hmm. here, and now they needed to go get a mortgage to be able to purchase the property mm-hmm. and bankers they want to know if they're going to loan you money they want to they want to have evidence that you'll be able to repay right you know the loan one of the things they look at is the history of uh you know commitment history of decisions that you make mm-hmm. and how you follow through on it as tim kirk told the story the thing that really helped Christ Community Church to secure the loan for this building mm-hmm. was the faith pledge that uh, was made yeah. to mission. Think wow. about it. They were just yeah. a church plant at the time, mm. and God had already planted that DNA. Of course, that's part of it. You mm-hmm. know? It's a, that DNA. It's already. It's already part of the DNA of Christ Community Church to the extent that because of their commitment to mission and they follow through on their pledge, that was one of the things that the bankers mm. looked at in order to approve the loan for Christ Community Church. Mm. I, I, I thought that was just a, that was a God story. Yeah, it is. Maybe. That's yeah. tremendous to yeah. think that um, just God working in a sideways way to fund the plant here, which by God's grace, has paid off and, you know, debt-free on the building um, because people were faithful in giving to God's work overseas and around the world. That's so cool. Wow. It makes me ready uh, to get to work. I just, I love these stories. And, but, the, you know, that's it, isn't it? I mean, as exotic as overseas work is, and uh, Buki, I love how you segued back to Christ Community Church because it, there's a huge mission field right here, right? I mean, it's um, our neighborhood's, um, our schools, our places of work, if you don't happen to work at Christ Community Church or a church, right? Um, it's just a huge mission field. And so, Buki, as a member of the missions committee, what? how do you hope people get involved? Like, what's your heart for people to get involved in missions? Well, one of the things that we're, we've been praying through on the missions team is the idea for us to really have a total missions uh, Vision, not just only uh, for overseas missions, but also for local missions. Mm. 
And so our effort as we look to the future for missions at Christ Community Church is how we actually make Christ known mm-hmm. in our communities here in Karma, in uh, Zionsville, Fishers, Noblesville, all of Hamilton County and the greater Indianap- Indianapolis mm-hmm. area. That's the prayer. And uh, we're hoping, you know, through uh, the conferences and all of the efforts and the prayer that God will continue to stir the hearts of the people of Christ Community Church to have a world vision, mm. you know, based on Matthew 28, 18 to 20, and Acts 1, 8, as I said earlier, mm-hmm. that they would begin increasingly to experience the power of the Holy Spirit to go out yeah. and be witnesses for Christ here locally and abroad. That's awesome. And and our goal is that um, as we begin to walk through the structure with our engaged group, that our engaged mm-hmm. group will be one of the vehicles that mm. we use to make that happen. Mm-hmm. You know, that in all of the gatherings and the efforts and the activities that we're making mission mm-hmm. to be part of that. You know, trying to learn what is what the needs are in our communities, who are the people uh, who need to hear the gospel and know about the love of Christ, and how we extend that love of Christ to the people in our community. That is our that is our goal. That's our prayer uh, for uh, what the Lord is going to be doing at Christ Community Church. Yeah, and I've heard stories already of how that's happened with different engaged groups taking on some different tasks and serving people and. Um, uh, people coming to faith or getting the go- uh, share, uh, hearing the gospel. And uh, so it's exciting to see that kind of take shape and then hopefully even blossom even more. And then as you were talking about, you know, your hope for people getting involved, I was thinking, you know, this last year, since the last mission conference, we sent uh, a couple to the mission field to, to work full time, uh, which was really cool. I mean, how crazy is it for uh a basically retired couple to move, sell everything, move during the COVID era uh, to go um, share Jesus with um, uh, with single moms and orphans in Costa Rica. So who knows? Maybe God will do that as well this year, uh, raise up more people to take such bold, risky uh, steps uh, for him or simple steps, uh, bold, risky steps like going to a neighbor and sharing the gospel with a neighbor. Jessica, same question for you. What are... Um, what are your hopes and dreams? How are you praying that um, uh, God works in people's hearts around our church? Yeah. Well, thinking specifically around our church, Dave, um, I'd love to see people get involved with kids ministry in particular, mm-hmm. near and dear to my heart, sure. yeah. um, and hugely influential um, in missions. Uh, it's easy to not not think of that as a key part of missions, but it is. Um, is we're close to be able to operating. It really is. Uh, just yeah. to interrupt, I mean, I know of three kids in the last year that have come to faith as yeah. a result of what God's doing yeah. um, through the kids' ministry. So it's a it's a big deal. Yeah, God's working in their hearts. Yeah. And, and if we're about equipping God's people and extending God's kingdom, kids can be a part of that and I think sure. want to be a part of that too. And so we can... We can help kids know Jesus, walk with him for a lifetime, and then equip them to be multipliers mm-hmm. even um, with their friends in their neighborhood, their friends at school, um, people on their sports team. There's so many cool opportunities to invest in the kingdom by investing in Christ Community Kids. And so we're close um, to being able to, to offer the next age group. And so we'd love to, to encourage and invite people if that's how God's leading you as a response to the, the missions conference, come join join us in, in ministering to the kids at Christ Community. Yeah. Um, but also thinking, investing in the world around us. I, 
I don't know if we talked about it, but you mentioned there's digital, that we had a digital conference. The Zoom calls this this week, this year, this past mm-hmm. weekend were really cool and encouraging um, if people haven't had a chance to listen to them and just glean from the missionaries that we got to talk to. They offered some really cool stories and some really cool insight and um, encouragement in being Jesus where we are and, yeah. and being on mission right where we are. So that kind of segues with what Buki was talking about with local missions. Um, I would encourage people to, to check those out. And then I'm thinking, I love overseas missions. We've talked about that. Mm-hmm. Um, there's, there's power in short-term trips um, yeah. for long-term impact. I know Josiah has used that phrase before and, thinking of the, when I was overseas and we would have short-term trips come, they could do a lot of things that mm-hmm. we couldn't do and then kind of help set us up for the next phase of ministry. And so thinking of we as a church want to be a, bar, a part of investing in the work that's going on with the people that we partner with around the world. And so I know of a couple trips that are in the work and mm-hmm. I know we've dreamed about a trip um, maybe in the future in Asia, which would mm-hmm. be really cool. And so um, I think seeking out ways to partner. Um, We can partner financially, we can partner through prayer, um, but we can also partner by going and being a part of what um, our missionaries are doing. And so, yeah, I would encourage and and would pray that that God would create opportunities for us to invest in the short term, but the long term of what God's doing around the world. Yeah. Short-term trips, I just can't speak highly of them enough. And they sometimes get a bad name because um, people think, oh, you're just going on a vacation somewhere nice and (laughs) and whatever. But um, God has used short-term trips in my life to make me love Jesus more. And that's helped me uh, share him and teach about him. And um, it's helped missionaries that we've gone and visited. So I I just can't speak highly of them enough and um, looking forward to having lots of them here at the church. We've, we've have a history of going on uh, short-term trips and I hope that blossoms uh, even more. So you've heard it right here, folks. The ministries are all around us, and uh, we hope that you pray about how God would have you serve uh, in his mission, uh, whether through Christ Community Church or maybe even being sent out and going to a foreign field or just sharing uh, the gospel with a neighbor next door, whatever it is. But be praying about how God would have uh, you involved in his mission. mission. And speaking of prayer, Buki, I'd love it if you would just close us in prayer and pray for our missionaries, pray that God would raise up um, more workers to send out into the harvest fields that are that are white and ready for the harvest. Yeah, yeah, I'd love to pray. Father, thank you. Thank you for the privilege of calling us into your vineyard to um, come pick up the harvest. When you called us into the vineyard, it's to, it's to harvest. The work is ready. It's all done. You're just asking us to come in and pick the fruits of the harvest. And so we thank you for the privilege and the opportunity to do so here at Christ Community Church. We thank you for what you're doing in the hearts of our people. Thank you for the recent mission conference that we had. And thank you for the goals that were set in terms of our faith pledge. And I pray that you continue to work in the hearts of our people. Uh, uh, Thank you for their faithfulness, for past giving. And uh, what they're yet to give this year, we want to lift up each and every one of our missionaries and all, uh, uh, all around the world. I uh, thank you for each of their uh, lives and their obedience to the calling to their lives to serve. We thank you for our missionaries in Europe that we got an opportunity to uh, interact with through the uh, Zoom chats this um, 
this weekend. And we just ask, Lord, that you continue to bless their ministry and you bless their families also. We pray that you continue to grow the vision for uh, a love of Christ and the desire to share the love of Christ with people in and around us, that the truth of Acts 1-8 may come alive in each of our lives and, uh, and that your story may be clearly written as you have desired and ordered it to be. May you be glorified in all of this, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thanks so much for listening. If you've enjoyed today's show, we invite you to share it with family and friends. To learn more about our church, visit us online at ChristCommunityCarmel.org. And if you're in the Indianapolis area, we'd love to have you visit us on a Sunday morning. And join us again next week for the Christ Community Podcast. Until then, the peace of Christ be with you, and God bless.